Hear now the reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to anyone by whom they come. It would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If another disciple sins, you must rebuke the offender. And if there is repentance, you must forgive. And if the same person sins against you seven times a day and turns back to you seven times and say, I repent, says, I repent, you must forgive. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me? Put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink. Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also... When you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How do you measure your faith? Sometimes people tell me they don't have enough faith. I wonder how they know. Have they been trying to use their faith to move pine trees in their yard? I'd like to have faith enough to be able to pick up those pine cones and have them relocated where I need them to be. My faith hasn't been that strong yet. I'm still having to use my hands. Still, if I could do that, would that be a good measure of faith? Mustard seed is a strange measure of faith to me. I understand the analogy. It's a small seed that grows into something much larger. A tiny seed sown in the right conditions and given the right amount of time will become a strong and useful bush. Maybe that's what faith needs. Time. The right conditions. Trouble is, time and the right conditions are hard to come by, increasingly so. I am grateful for the people who are investing the time and putting themselves in the places, the conditions they need to, to grow their faith. I'm grateful that we have 160 people or so who are uh, choosing to be part of these ongoing Bible studies right now at Central. I'm pleased that we have an average, in September we had an average of 245 persons who were in the Sunday school hour learning and growing together. We averaged 493 people in worship in our September services, and that included Labor Day and all these football excuses I keep hearing. (laughs) Time and the right conditions are helpful. You don't go from a mustard seed to a mustard bush quickly. You don't go from seed to bush without the right environment. I hope you'll be patient enough with yourself 
to put in the, ta- put in the time. And that you'll be kind enough with yourself to put yourself in the right possession, the right places, in order to grow your faith. Even so, I'm still curious as to Jesus' method for measuring faith. If faith the size of a mustard seed can relocate a tree from land into sea, does that mean a mustard seed size of faith is enormous? Does it mean that I who cannot move a tree with my faith have what amounts to no faith at all? We could test ourselves, see how effective our ministry is with helping people grow their faith. You know, people are in the metrics these days, measuring the effectiveness, the outcomes of our efforts. We could take the people who've put the most time into the Bible studies here, who've invested themselves here, been part of these studies, take them out to Camp Sexton, point to some of these trees that are in the way of our paths, see who can move what by their faith. My guess is we would not want to invite the press to that display of faith. But then, moving a tree isn't what all this is about anyway. Those people of faith who have put in the time and been in the environment that leads to a growing faith, well, they aren't arborists. Their calling is not to move trees around. I look at these teachings together and I start to think about what the real indication of the disciples' faith may be. And it probably is not the ability to remove a mulberry tree and replant it by faith. I think it's probably those other things Jesus mentioned. Not causing a little one to stumble. Forgiving. Learning to be a humble servant. Of the Lord. You want to test your faith? Let's leave that tree where it is and start working on these other things. Besides being an impressive trick, I'm not real sure the value of moving a mulberry tree from the land to the sea anyway, but I can tell you there is great value in leading someone well. And there is great value in forgiving. And there is great value in being of humble service. And to lead well and to forgive and to be of humble service, well, those all require faith. Leadership. It's all the rage these days, all we talk about in the circles I'm in and other circles as well. Education, business, industry. Everybody wants to look at leadership. Leaders do much more than just have a great amount of knowledge about the particular area that group serves. Leaders also help others to do well in whatever it is they're doing, to know how to do it, but also encourage people in it the way it should be done. Jesus warned those who would be leaders that they not lead another to stumble. They do no harm, and do no harm is a good starting place, but people of faith want to do more than just no harm. We also want to do good. Christian leaders are those who are seeking to lead another into the fullness of life, to not only not steal, but to also not be held by the sin of greed. To not only not 
hate their enemies, but also to pray for those who persecute them. To not only not actively oppress others, but also to be about the work of bringing justice for those who are on the margins of society. Christian leaders, by faith, seek to lead others in ways that do not cause others to stumble and that raise up those who are stumbling. And I think to do that requires meekness, patience, gentleness. Jesus said the meek, the gentle, are blessed. Which might mean that there's a blessing for those who seek to be gentler with others. Particularly gentle with those who are immature in faith or immature in life. Wouldn't it indicate that our faith is growing if we didn't have to show our stuff in every faith conversation, prove our stance in every debate, belittle those who are still sorting out what it means to believe in Jesus, to have faith in Him? Part of what it means to have faith in Jesus is to forgive which is something many of us are still sorting out. Too often we are more interested in learning when we can stop forgiving than we are in figuring out how to forgive. Because forgiving is hard. We wonder, when is forgiveness the act of, of letting someone have a fresh start in our eyes? And when is forgiveness the act of helping someone grow into becoming their best self? We ask, do they not have to ask us for forgiveness in order for us to forgive? In his teaching, Jesus says, if they do ask, we must forgive, even if it is this cycle of sin and repentance, even if seven times in a day they've sinned and come back and asked for forgiveness. But there are other times when Jesus doesn't mention the other one asking for forgiveness. We're just expected to offer it. He knows it's hard. That's why it's in his prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Faith is required to forgive because forgiveness is more than telling someone it doesn't really matter. Forgiveness is not pretending that it did not happen. Forgiveness is loving someone despite the fact that it did happen. Jesus didn't forget the betrayals that he experienced on his way to the cross while he was on the cross, yet he loved us enough to, from the cross, pray to the Father to forgive our sins. You tell me. Which is more impressive? Moving a mulberry tree by faith? Or forgiving as did Jesus by faith? And while we struggle with forgiveness, we also struggle with humble service. Too often we find our self-worth in the opinions of others, their praise. It takes faith to not have to be praised for doing our job. Now, I understand the 
desire for praise. We want to know that someone sees our value, that they like the way we're doing something, that they understand what we put into it. And until they say it, until they show it, we're always ill at ease. Am I doing this right? Am I appreciated? Why does he always get praised? There are persons who drive down our street every Thursday. And they do an act of service for us. I don't know their names. I don't know their compensation. I've never once given them a sign of my appreciation for what they do. I have no idea if their supervisors compliment them or thank them for what they do. But I can tell you my life would be much less pleasant if they didn't do their job. The sad part is those garbage collectors would hear from me if they did not do their job. But they've yet to hear from me for doing it. I should thank them one day. But whether I do or not, they should keep doing their job. Life would be real messy if they didn't. Jesus goes by many titles. We like Lord, Savior, friend. We also call him Master. It takes faith to call him Master because doing so recognizes that that makes us servants. And a servant doesn't get praised or elevated for doing his job. He just does it. A friend may praise him, but the master doesn't have to. I hope that Jesus will one day thank us for what we've done. But he doesn't have to. We're his humble servants. And when we don't serve him, life gets messier. Serving, whether we get praise or recognition or personal gain, well, that's an expression of faith. It's what happens when we believe in the one who washed his disciples' feet and and hung on the cross and is our master. That we believe he's the master, not the servant. That we believe him when he said, you should do as I have done for you. That we believe we should do as he has done for us. That we don't have to get certificates of achievement for doing as he has done. It takes faith. Faith in Jesus. To follow him, whether we'll get acknowledgement for it or praise for it, appreciation. All of this takes faith. So I'll tell you what. We're not going to take you out to Camp Sexton and ask you by faith to move those trees around. There are people who do that for a living. They're good at it. They like it. We've got the trees covered. Instead, let's do something even more miraculous together. Let's lead others well. Not causing them to stumble. Lifting them up as they do. 
let's forgive. And let's serve whether we're praised for it or not. I think doing those things might be the measure of faith. They might even be worth two.